Hey everyone, this is Josh from Solopreneur Grind, and I am here with Chaz Jackson, a youth motivational speaker, author, performance coach, and certified physiotherapist, or certified in physical therapy. Chaz, thanks for so much for coming on the show today. I am so grateful and blessed to be on your show, Josh. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Looking forward to getting into your background, Chaz. But just to get started, that's that's a long list of uh, very cool titles that I want to <laughs> dig into. Can you tell everyone uh, just a little bit more in general, maybe kind of who is Chaz Jackson and, and what you're working on these days? Who is Chaz Jackson? Chaz Jackson is a husband to an awesome wife. I'm a father of two children, two girls, two young girls. I'm a man of faith. Speaker and author, man, you kind of hit some major keys of what I do. And for me, I, I take the daily challenge and the people that I work with, the people that I encounter, I, I challenge them to take this challenge as well, to be a passionate visionary who is determined to leave a legacy for themselves by adopting unwavering life values and serving others in the area of God. So I'm truly passionate about helping people overcome any adversity obstacles that they may encounter on their journey of making their dreams a reality and gosh man i'm just so honored and just blessed to be in the position that i am right now and and to be humble enough to continue to learn as i go along on my journey right that, that's great to hear and and as i go along my solopreneur journey I've started to appreciate more and more how important all of that stuff is, right? The having the passion, having the drive, wanting to leave a legacy because it's very easy to lose excitement. It's very easy to feel down, to lose confidence. So, so I'm super excited to dig a little bit deeper into that and especially how it relates to solopreneurship. Uh, Chaz, I want to talk about how you even got to that point in the first place. So, so I know you, you had a tough upbringing and I'd, I'd love to kind of start there and go through how you came to be who you are now. I would love to dive deep a little bit more into my journey. And I think to kind of wrap around a focal point of how I ended up to where I am now, it happened back in May of 2012. I can remember like it was yesterday, I was awakened to a car horn while I was behind the wheel of my car. I was inches away from a head-on collision to another vehicle. I missed him by turning my steering wheel to the right, and I ran into a wooden gate of a church. Now, when this episode happened, I was intoxicated. I was arrested on site. Now, building up to this Pacific incident, you know, I was on the urge of losing my fiance, losing my home. I lost my car. I was losing my job because of my consistency of drinking at that time. I was very heavy in substance abuse. And I was just in a broken state, Josh. You know, I, I developed low self-esteem, low self-worth, low value for myself. Up to this point, I would always take a step forward and take two steps back. And I knew I had to get some help. So it, it was a long journey building up to this point. But I enrolled into a 42-day program, a rehabilitation clinic. And I opened up the egg, man, to really get rid of some of the stuff that was built up inside of me and my subconscious, man, that I didn't necessarily share up to this point. So I, I had to really become humble and really talk with someone about what was going on. And I remember going to this clinic as a caterpillar, and I came out of Butterfly Josh, man. Right. And after this, man, 
you know, things didn't get easier. It definitely was a challenge, still is a challenge to this day. But I went on this verge of what I like to call a season of obsessiveness. My uh, mentor, Ronnie August, says it a lot, man. But that's pretty much what I did, man. I, I, I went really obsessive over what it took to be successful, what it took to navigate my mind to go after the dreams and goals that God was showing me at that time. Because as I allow God to take over my life, get really grounded, take on the Jesus Christ lifestyle, it just opened up a whole lot of pathways where I was attracting amazing people. Again, I was learning so much, man. And my brain became like a jungle, man. It was just all wild. And I had all this information in my brain. And I knew I had to create a garden in my mind. So it helped birth, live, learn, and lead powerfully a teen leadership guide, man. That book was published this year. And just so excited about what God's doing in my life. And that's that's just awesome to me, man. Uh, I'm just really fired up and passionate about what I'm doing and, and where I'm going. Right. And and that's great to hear. And, and if you don't mind, Chaz, could we go back even further and, and hear about how you got to that, let's call it kind of the turning point? Because I th- one of the reasons why I started this show, I think, is to not just highlight the ups, right? The, the ups are easy to talk about, but the downs are, are something that, mo- you know, some people don't talk about and being able to relate to other people and hear what the struggles that other people have been through has always helped me. So I'm, I'm curious to know if you're willing to talk about it, kind of what led up to that turning point and, and brought you to that point where, uh, yeah, you were in that car on that faithful night. Most definitely, Josh. And going back, I call it impactful moments. Another impactful moment in my life I grew up in North Carolina, that's born and raised, still live in North Carolina to this day. I kind of ventured around over the states, but I'm back in North Carolina. Grew up in North Carolina, grew up in a poverty minority background, raised on government assistance. Parents did the best they knew how to do with what they knew. You know, I love them to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode five to six years old was life changing for me, Josh. I was in a scooter accident, toy scooter, where I took flight on this scooter and I landed in gravel glass, splitting my my forehead open, and I got glass in my left eye. Jeez. Turn, turning point for me. By the grace of God, my left eye was able to be saved, but I obtained a scar on my forehead that I still carry to this day. And at that period of my life, I started to experience a lot of bullying, a lot of disempowerment in my in my environment that I, I was in. There was not a lot of consistent empowerment installed in me, if that makes sense. There wasn't a lot of fruitful behavior, a lot of drugs and alcohol along in my culture, in my background, in my upbringing. So I started to test that stuff at an early age because of some of the low self-esteem, the low value, the low self-worth that I had developed over being bullied and, and kind of being in that oppressed environment. And so I started acting out, started getting in trouble. And this, again, like I mentioned before, I would take one step forward and one step back. But along the way, man, even though at times, you know, 
I was in church, but it wasn't like a consistent thing. But I like to think that God still had his hands on me, man, because in my book, I talk about a chapter called Discovering Passion. And there was two individuals along my journey that showed amazing passion. And they installed a lot of hope in me, even in my darkest times, if that makes sense. And one of those individuals that I always share was my coach, man. And he was my high school coach. And I was, God blessed me with the gift of being a pretty decent football player. And him being passionate and loving what he does and loving on his his athletes and he really believed that I can be a collegiate athlete and he installed that in me and as well as you know mentoring me to try to be my best version of myself so kudos to him coach Cosby again even as a, as a kid that was taking one step forward two steps back didn't have a whole lot of self-love built at that present time, man, it was kind of like he was like this light that was shining to kind of help fuel my inner light at that time. So, um, yeah, so kind of progressing on through that, man, guys allowed me to experience some amazing things, being a Cleese athlete, have an opportunity to meet my, my awesome wife that I'm married to right now in college and just – having that season of fellowship with some amazing people. But again, there was still some things that was going on in Chaz and needed to be developed to become the man that I am today. And gosh, man, trying to build those necessary problem solving techniques and those tools definitely took some time, but I never regret anything that I've went through and kind of like my little short intro of, you know, my upbringing, but it helped create the man that I am today for sure. And uh, I'm just so humbled to be here and to be able to be an oxygen mask for a suffocated individual because we all have a story. We all have something that we can provide to someone to kind of help uh, give them hope because a lot of times, man, we kind of play what I like to call a unique role. Like we think that we're the only ones kind of going through things, but that's not necessarily the case. And that's kind of what I discovered on my journey this far. There's other people that's kind of having some challenging things that's going on in their life. And as we begin to open up and share our story, because it's definitely meant to be shared, we allow other people to know that, hey, if Chaz can do it, I can do it. So that's kind of the journey that I'm on right now is installing people. Hey, if I can come out of it, you can come out of it. And you have something great in you because greatness made you. Right. Yeah, that, that's a great message to, to hammer home that I'm sure a lot more people than we think need. Uh, Chaz, could you talk more about, let, I, I want to go back to that turning point where you said you ended up going into the rehabilitation center and, and kind of digging deep uh, into details that you hadn't really talked about before. Not that you need to mention those details on air, but I'd love to hear a little more about what that process was like and, and, and what the difference was between the Chaz that went into that center and the Chaz that came out of that center. Definitely we'll go into a little bit more detail. So that center, again, I think I mentioned it was a 42-day program and I can remember the first the first day I went in that place, man. I did not want to be there per se. 
I, I did not want to invest in trying to talk about my feelings because, again, growing up for me, you know, I was in belief that a man doesn't become vulnerable. And I'm sure you can kind of relate to me, Josh. That was just kind of – that's kind of like the, the man code in our – the man code, I'm sorry, in our society is you don't necessarily show you share your feelings, you know, hold stuff in, you're the man, you're the leader. And that's kind of the mentality that I had to break when I went in there. So I am I met some amazing people in there as far as counselors and doctors and and it took some time for me to to kind of open up. It took it took a little time when I was in there, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying before a lot of times you think you're the only one that's going through some things. And in a rehabilitation center, you know, there's other people that are struggling as well. So for me, just being in those meetings, getting into the AA meetings and all of those natures of things and really hearing other people's stories and, and how they're fighting and how they're trying to climb out of the, the hole that they're in. And, and I, heard, I heard so many profound stories that it was just like, man, like this person is really trying to overcome this and this person is showing some drive. And then obviously there was other people that didn't put forth the effort. And, and there was always this, this little, this little niche inside of me. I like to call it just that, that torch that, of that God that placed in each and every one of our identity. That we're just saying, man, you're, you're greater than what, when what's going on right now that there's something that you that you have that's supposed to be manifested and supposed to be shared to the world so again as i begin to get authentic as i begin to to really dive into you know my poverty background and and in the ridicules and some of the things that kids said to me at a young age as being bullied and and how you know i started to use substance abuse to kind of dilute some of those feelings that I didn't necessarily know how to overcome because, you know, as a kid in general, you know, and, and it kind of goes into the subject of bullying in general. A lot of times our kids bully because they have issues that's going on in the household or have issues that are going on within themselves that they just don't know how to overcome. And I was still that kid even at the age of, I was around 25 years old at this time. I had a lot of stuff that, that was just deep down in my subconscious that I had to take the light or the knowledge that these individuals are trying to install in me in that clinic and, and dive way down real deep and try to kind of unravel some of the things that was causing me to act out and causing me to drink and causing me not to live to my full potential. So when I right. was able to do that, when I, and again, that just, this, this is something, some things that, you know, I'm still, mastering today you know everything my slate wasn't white clean in that 42 day program but it, i was able to set myself up to be able to create some fruitful habits meaning love and joy and peace and patience within myself so i was able to set myself up to kind of work to to become my greatest version of myself so it's definitely a daily challenge and that's kind of what i said before man it's a daily challenge to to wake up each morning and tackle your day, you know, it's never going to be easy, you know, we're, and none of us are perfect, but we are imperfectly perfect, you know, and I truly right. believe it. And, and Chaz, what would you recommend to someone who maybe they're 
where you were before you got to that turning point, or they know they need to get more authentic with themselves, or they know they have more to give, um, what would you recommend? You know, may, maybe they don't have access to a clinic like that, or or maybe they are abusing substances or they're not. Do you have any suggestions if, if someone wants to take some action by themselves right now, uh, what you would recommend that they do? I do have some actions. I do have some actions. And the first thing is I will want to congratulate them for being self-aware. Cause I feel like self-awareness is so key. A lot of times we can unconsciously do things and, and not be aware of what we're doing, not being aware that the things, our habits, our daily habits, our daily routines is actually destroying us. You know, I heard a wise man said, are you green and growing or are you ripe and dying? You know, and a lot of times we can we can kind of get in this conveyor belt lifestyle that we're not really self-aware of what's going on and how we're, we're creating our own destruction. So, first of all, I would just say congratulations for getting to this point to know that you do have, you know, some issues to have to be overcome. So I feel like that's the biggest thing to at first and foremost. But for me, it was finding someone that I like and trust. You know, really hearing another person's perspective. In my book, I talk about building trust and healthy relationships. And it's so key of getting around individuals that you can relate to. You know, finding that one individual that you can trust and that you can just lean on. Because a lot of times we think that we can kind of do things on our own. And I know I'm, and I'm speaking to myself, you know, I think, you know, you, you think that you can kind of overcome things, but there are certain things that you have to build a tribe. You have to build your tribe to kind of help you maneuver and, and catapult and get over that hump, you know, have that sense of encouragement around you. Right. And a lot of times, you know, even the stronger person, you know, a book that I love is by James Allen is As a Man Thinketh. You know, and he kind of shared that a strong man cannot help a weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. And, you know, he kind of goes into, you know, you don't necessarily attract what you want. You attract what you are. So really getting around those fruitful individuals and really knowing that, you know, what you expose yourself to in an environment that you are currently in, that you have to you know, try to manifest and and try to press for each and every day to kind of overcome that. And and the foundation for all of that for me in general is getting in the environment and putting God first, you know, getting you know, getting really grounded in that because for me, man, and and I know, you know, everyone has their different opinions, but for me, you know, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my Lord and Savior allowing God to, to take control of my vessel and, and allowing God to, to manifest himself through me. So that was a huge part for me is becoming humble and allowing God to, to lead my vessel. And I just and I just encourage each and every person that's listening to this that's struggling, that's trying to find their way is allowing fear and failure to be their friend. And what do I mean by that? You know, fear, I look at fear as a shadow. You know, when you're outside and you notice your shadow, the farther you walk away from your shadow, the bigger it gets. 
So the, and the closer you walk towards your shadow, the smaller it gets. So I challenge you as you're going through your journey is to walk closer and closer towards your fears and your failures because on the other side of that is bliss. I truly believe that. When every time I tackle something that I fear or something that I fail, there's always been bliss. You know, if you think about people that has overcome things, most successful people has failed. You're going to fail. You're going to fail and you're going to have setbacks. So always encourage yourself to, even though that I fail, to allow that adversity to be education and to be tools to kind of help calibrate yourself and say, hey, we didn't pass at this particular time or we didn't overcome, you know, maybe I sat back and I reused again or maybe, you know, I didn't hold that job or I didn't hold that particular standard that I set for myself. Just to reset yourself and to keep pressing forward because the first thing that popped in my mind is Thomas Edison. You know, the guy had a thousand failed experiments before the loop. You know, a thousand, a thousand and one was the light bulb. Like most people will give up, you know, within five of them. You know, maybe, maybe we'll keep using candles. But, you know, this guy, he had a thousand failed experiments and without him continue to try and try we wouldn't be talking on this uh, podcast right now so being willing to fail and being willing to learn from those failures those are that was key for me to understand yeah that, that's such a great point and, and this is episode 46 and really the the one thing that all of my guests have had in common is that they've all failed myself included right it, if you're in any type of solopreneurship or entrepreneurship it's almost guaranteed right? They say like, there's a few things guaranteed in life, you know, death, taxes, and whatever. Uh, in, in entrepreneurship, failure seems to be a guarantee in, in one way or another. So super important to understand that and, and accept it. So, so Chaz, you go through a bit, you, you go through this turning point, And what's the next step? And, and how does that relate to what you're doing now? Did you did you get right into coaching when as soon as you came out of the rehabilitation? Did it take some time? Um, and how did you kind of get that off the ground? It definitely took some time. It took some time. And to be honest, Josh, I actually was running from coaching for a while, man. I, I God was calling me to, to kind of get into the coaching and, and to really share my story even more. But, you know, my favorite book, again, is the Bible. And I would always... When I go into my prayer, my meditation, I'd be like, God, a, a character in, in the Bible, his name's Andrew. And Andrew, he was never the guy that would stand out. He, he, he would always lead people to Christ. He would always, you know, say, hey, you talk to Christ or this. But, you know, he, he never wanted to stand out in, in terms of being in the spotlight. And I kind of had that kind of mindset in mind. I was just like, you know, I would, you know, I would have somebody on the side or, you know, if someone had a question, I would be more than happy to, to invest in them and, and to kind of fellowship with them. But I'm not, I'm not a speaker. I'm, I'm not a guy that want to stand up on a stage and talk and, and fellowship and that extraordinary because for me growing up, man, you know, I, I was more of a laid back kind of guy still kind of am at this point, but you know, I never really was the type that really wanted to stand out. You know, I was more of the background type of guy, but it was like the more that I invested in my knowledge and, and as that turned into wisdom, 
the more the passion was growing in me to to reach out and to coach young kids and to to really become a speaker and to start my YouTube channel and and share in that capacity. But no, I definitely didn't do it at the at the beginning. As soon as I left that rehabilitation, it definitely was a, a time where it was used that I was kind of running away from doing what God was wanting me to do. But there again, there was that overwhelming build up inside of me and it was something that I will constantly think about all the time. You have to really pay attention to things that doesn't necessarily go out of your thought. And, and I was starting to get a lot of visions of me speaking in front of people and, and really sharing my story and really just trying to help as much as possible. So that kind of came over time over, you know, uh, three three years span of a lot of um, knowledge of, of me was still in myself and a lot of this willingness from other people investing in me to become my greatest version of myself, if that makes sense. You, you now mentioned a few times kind of, uh, you know, collecting this knowledge and, and growing your skills and, and thoughts and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about how you were doing that? Were, were you reading a lot of books? Did you have a coach? Um, how, how were you going through that? Because it sounds like you did a great job of, uh, especially after that turning point, kind of, you know, well, turning in, in, in the right direction and picking up some good habits. Would love to hear about what some of those were and what you'd recommend for other people. I would love to share more of that. Again, my favorite book is the Bible. So I really, when I got out of the rehab rehabilitation clinic, I, <clears throat> my church, we, we have a men's group called David's men. And in, in scripture, it talks about how God referenced David as a man chasing after his heart. So that was a year program. And I joined that. I got plugged in with some awesome men, some awesome mentors. And that really opened up a huge door for me. It opened up a lot of consistency, excuse me, it opened up a lot of self-discipline, in which I truly believe self-discipline is the link that connects our dreams to reality. So me becoming humble and really taking that on, it really helped grow my foundation. And I remember at my grandfather's funeral, my father had referenced Dr. Miles Monroe. He's a pastoral figure. He's actually no longer with us on his planet, but phenomenal man. And he said something in reference of my grandfather, my dad did. He said that my grandfather, he did not die old. He died empty. And that stuck in my head. And I, and I really, I really took that to heart and I started researching Dr. Miles Monroe's work and, and he opened up a whole new thinking of me or for me, in which, you know, his whole philosophy was the kingdom, that the kingdom thinking, the kingdom of God thinking, knowing that we are kings and queens within God. And that kind of brought on the whole concept of my channel, Gift and a Gift, from some of his some of his teachings. So a phenomenal man, phenomenal man. And and gosh, man, the doors just started opening to other endeavors. Uh, I think I mentioned James uh, James Allen. He, he was a huge impact for me. Uh, Judge, uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy. Um, just a ton of, of 
different pioneers that really was thinking after ways of controlling your mindset. And I, and I got into more neuro training, um, learning about the brain. I met a, a awesome coach. His name is Rodney Allgood. Around this time when I met Rodney, I had a, a, a pretty decent foundation as far as my roots, but I never really wanted to invest in myself. I, I really, I really was struggling with that. So he was the moment where I really became a true entrepreneur as far as my coaching and my speaking goes, because he worked with me on knowing how important it is in investing in ourselves. Obviously the free stuff is awesome, but, there's something there's something there's something different when you actually put money towards your dreams and your ambitions it, it creates it creates a, a overwhelming drive within you and that's something that I was falling short from before I met Rodney Allgood. so kudos to him man he he really helped me get my business mind together so and again endless books man but uh definitely Dr. Miles Monroe, he, he played a huge impact on me. Obviously, the Bible, uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of key people. Napoleon Hill, they can grow with. Uh, definitely a powerful read. <laughs> he, he's he's an awesome author, man. There's so many, there's so many powerful minds that's not here with us at this point, but they kind of left a legacy, and that was uh, another catapult for me to kind of want to create my book is just trying to leave something for that for my generation and next generation to come to kind of help themselves grow to their strongest version of themselves right yeah there is i can definitely relate to a lot of what you said first of all that you know there's been there has been and there continues to be some great people putting out amazing content so definitely take advantage of that other than you know, learning the hard way, it can save a ton of time. And you're right, when, when you spend even a little bit of money on something like an ebook or a course or coaching, um, there's just another element of kind of seriousness to it. And, and I find you, your commitment to it is, is that much better. So I couldn't agree more. Chaz, what would you recommend to people? Let's say they're you know, going through a tough time right now, maybe they're working a corporate job and they're looking to slowly switch over to some type of solopreneurship. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's something not related to coaching. How would you recommend that they kind of approach that point in their life? One of the biggest things for me that, that really, that I had to really grasp because I, you know, I, I think, I, well, you shared it. I'm certified in physical therapy and outside of that, I'm trying to grow my coaching, my speaking business is values, values, getting the right values in place. I truly believe that's, that is marquee. And one of the things that, that I have discovered and I'm sure you have too, is there are two things that we do not have control over. There's two things that it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how strong or how smart you are. You cannot control these two things. And that is time. You cannot control time. You cannot control change. I mean, I don't care how many surgeries you have. 
you're going to get old. You're, you're, you have a birth certificate. Like, you cannot change your age. And I don't care. Like, you can wake up in the morning and you can set your clock back an hour, you know, and you say, hey, I want to get an extra hour in. But in reality, you're still going to be late. So you're not necessarily controlling time and change. But the key thing that I discovered is you can manage it. You can manage your time and you can manage your change. You can manage your time by putting a plan together, goals and plans, you know, really writing things down. I love to write stuff down, really putting – it's something powerful. I, I use my computer all the time. I have a blog, and, 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 I, and I love my computer. But there's something powerful in writing stuff with a pencil to me, um, really writing things down, hanging things up, um, having vision boards. But, again, having those goals, which comes by also in intertwining with the values allowing your value of what you're trying to do, allowing that value and taking that value and putting it at a standard to align your behaviors and your daily routines around, if that makes sense. So for me, you know, me growing as a coach and a speaker, a value for me was to live with the trust of people's, uh, minds on my head, the level people trust on my head. I, I wear this invisible hat, meaning there's a high value for people's trust. I really value people's trust that they have in me. So that value, I align my behaviors and my daily routines to match, to not disappoint people's trust. Because if you, if you lose a person's trust, you know, that's... <laughs> That's that's very detrimental to anything that you're trying to do, specifically being a speaker and a coach. You know, people come to us in whatever endeavor that you're in because they like and trust you. They they believe that you have something that that they need. You know, they believe that you'll be able to solve a problem that they have. So in order for us to be problem solvers, I truly had to take on the notion that a high value will be for me and in just in general, I feel like for anyone is having that trust a factor for people to grow my business. So aligning your behaviors, your daily routines and all of that in a nutshell around good values. So I truly believe setting good goals and plans and, and having the necessary values in place is definitely the key to making your dream to a reality. Right. Yeah, that, that stuff's so important. Chaz, thanks so much for coming on the show today. This has been some some really valuable insight. If people want to know more about you, consume some of your content. I know you, you, you have some awesome YouTube videos up and some other content as well. Where can they find you? Like you mentioned, YouTube. You can find me on my website at chazjacksonspeech.org. You can also find me on Facebook, find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me through Josh as well. And uh, definitely look forward to connecting with you and helping you become your strongest version as you can be because I truly believe that greatness is within each and every person that's listening to this because greatness made you and you do have a story that needs to be heard in this world, in this lifetime for your generation and the next generation to come. Awesome. Chaz, thanks so much again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And it's been a pleasure.
Hey everyone, Josh here, checking in just one last time. Wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And if you want to keep getting more of the Solopreneur Grind content, make sure to join the email list. What I do is send three emails a week with additional content, such as what's going on in the background of my Solopreneur journey, insights I'm having on business, and updates when new podcast episodes like these come out as well. It's free. It always will be. The link to join is in the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening this to on. Really hope to have you on the list and continuing to share these awesome solopreneur journeys and insights with you as well. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.